Thank you for joining us on a Morally Podcast with Tony May. Morally Podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morally Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their communities. Welcome to this week's Amorley Podcast with Tony Main. We are blessed to be coming from the Ranger Outreach Center at St. Luke Church in beautiful Columbus, Georgia, the home of the Rangers. Today we have a great guest. Brad Carney is a Ranger veteran who has made the most out of his opportunities as he's pursued the highest of highs in higher education. Starting with admission to Dartmouth College with the assistance of the Posse Foundation, which we'll learn more about, completing his undergraduate degree and matriculating into Harvard University or the Harvard College, I believe, excuse me, for um, law school. Just absolutely amazing. Um, And we can't wait to learn more from Brad. So Brad, thank you so much for joining us today on a Morally Podcast. Um, you had an interesting evening last night as a first-year law student at Harvard. Would you tell everybody kind of what you went through and what was going through your stomach last night. What was going through my stomach? Um, it was uh, it was a it was a tough night. Um, it was my first oral argument, and so what that means is for about two months we put together an appellate brief, um, and you know you make a lot of arguments. You come up with you get your opponent's brief and from that, you have to be able to like resuscitate cases, um, what the judges are, there's three judges and they're asking you all different types of questions right there on the spot. And so I successfully did that last night. It went fairly well and I got some good feedback. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward. It kind of solidified that it's like, okay, I picked the right career. I definitely want to be a trial lawyer, a litigator and, um, you know, take the, take the fight to a different, to a different arena, if, if you will. So give us an overview. Like, so what are you arguing about? Like, what, what is what is this case structure that you were kind of given? Yeah, so our case um, is very similar to the the case that DOJ brought up against the, the people in Michigan. It's a, a case of entrapment. And so my case was a drug case. Um, it's not a real case. It's, you know, some hypothetical stuff, but it mirrors a real case. And so um, what you have to do is you ha- we have two issues, entrapment and new trial, and you're with a partner, and what you're arguing is like, the judges might ask, oh, well, profit is a motive that your client seems to have had. Well, like, you have to answer for that. You have to try to change the judge's mind. No, judge, it wasn't, I understand how you could think it's profit, but really, my client was um, looking to get his mother mother's healthcare bills uh, fixed, and so it's not necessarily profit. It's part of the kind of linear or how we got here. But it's not my client wasn't motivated strictly by profit. Therefore, you know this rules and you should rule in my client's favor, right? That's you're just kind of doing that back and forth, back and forth, a, a conversation with the judges. I can only imagine the stress that you because every word matters, every and word. you can conceptually see it. Like that's where the whiteboard's great, but if you can't articulate that on your feet, that that is great. So what what kind of getting into Harvard? I mean, it, it is a huge step. But you had a, you had a preparation after after you left the the military, after you left the army, after you left the Rangers. 
um, you went in, you went into Dartmouth. So kind of want to do this in reverse order. So before you finished Dartmouth, what, what was it, was law school always a thing that you knew that you wanted a more of a top tier experience if you could get it to get ready for law school? Was that part of your plan? Tony, honestly, my plan was to, I, you know, once you make it, I suppose once I made it, made it into Ranger Regiment, I was like, anything is possible. Oh, I love it. I just, you know, you look at, I looked at those guys. I was, I came from the 82nd. So it was very different for me. I was just like, I've never even seen these guys. Right. Um, and it's just like, well, that's a different level. I, you know, maybe I can't do that. And so then once you get there and it's like, oh, these, you know, I can do it too. I, you know, there's still definitely levels, but it's like, okay, I can do this. And therefore it kind of made me raise my own standards for what I think I can do in life. Um, that's what kind of, you know, in part what Ranger Regiment did for me. It's like, oh, well, I can do anything because that's what Rangers do. We just do it, right? Um, I love it. No, that, yeah. <laughs> that that is wonderful. I always look at um, whether it be RASP 1 now, RASP 2, or even Ranger School itself is it is harder. I wouldn't say it's harder than any day in, in, in Ranger Regiment. I would not say that at all. <laughs> but, but it's extremely difficult in that now it just becomes okay, I can do it. This is going to suck. Not the self-doubt of whether or not I can do it because everybody else thinks they can do it. I, I, I just, I just love that. So then well, let's go then fast forward to your, when you made the decision to get out of the army and you were looking for an opportunity to be all you can be then what was that decision uh, making calculus and how did an organization such as the Posse Foundation kind of come into that? So I, I, I wrote up, uh, I'm glad I did this. I wrote up, you know, my experience through this. And so I can reference some of the things I was thinking in, this is in September, 2015. Uh, so I wasn't out yet. My ETS date was December, 2015. And so I'm, I, I said, first step I took was to simply research what this program was with respect to posse. And, and I'm trying to figure out like then at that point, I'm trying to figure out, do I stay in or and, and, you know, continue doing like, I love Ranger Regiment, um, but I still don't have this undergraduate degree. Let me see what I need to do or, or what I think I want to do. And I started exploring, like, how possible is it to make it into an elite undergraduate um, school? And Posse program came up and it seemed like at the very least I have nothing to lose because the first step was just nominating yourself. So I said, I said, so I sui sponte. That's what I wrote. I was just like, well, yeah, I'll nominate myself. That's fine. I filled out the application, 500 word essay. And, uh, and then it was almost like, um, what was the first step? A group interview at Fort Bragg. So I went to this group interview and yeah, I mean, that's where I guess I kind of started was, well, let me just see what it is at the very least it they'll just tell me no and I'll you know figure something else out. Um, I was also looking at different um, programs to get into different undergraduate, depending on the school, they might have a special program for veterans or transfer options. And so just kind of navigate, you know, I had an entire Excel spreadsheet, just a list of like, what are my options and with respect to where I'm at at life and what do I want to do? And were you building this by yourself? 20, 2015, at, at that point, I know uh, in, in the regiment, 2014 into 2015 is where we were kind of developing the concept of a ranger for life. 
um, type program. Was was this all just self study? A lot of time on Google, uh, built building building what now exists and thousands of forums, but kind of building it for yourself at the time. Yeah, I had seen I think maybe one or two things. Um, I went. I know. I remember going to the education office on Benning. You know, through that whole ACAP process. I don't specifically remember if there was any special program, you know, uh, set up at that time. I don't, I think it was just a lot of Googling, to be honest. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, through that education, there was at least some educational material. So that at least got me in the route, in the ballpark of thinking about education as a, an actual option for myself. Okay. So let's talk about Posse specifically because, um, Posse's application window for veterans is currently open. Um, they have a rotating, not really rotating, but kind of based on uh, universities that are aligned with the program. Um, it, it may change from year to year, although they do honor once you're in um, completing completing that four four year process. But Posse is a pretty neat organization in that it's just not about veterans at all. Um, however, they value diversity. Right. Not diversity for diversity's sake, but diversity for the goodness of exposing others at institutions of of higher learning and getting folks from backgrounds, not who necessarily might not get in, but really just might not know. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about some of the folks that you met and this idea of a posse, because the idea is that you have a posse, right? Like like that's that's where the name kind of comes from. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, for people, I think I have a fairly typical story, at least with a lot of the people I met in the military. So, you know, if you're a type of person that maybe already went to college or haven't gone to college, but maybe got like average, an average SAT score, uh, maybe you failed out of college. I failed out basically twice. So before I went into the army, right? And so it's not like I was some genius scholar. Um, And I was just like, oh, well, of course I fit in here, right? Of course. Uh, I'm going to be at one of these schools. The program, I think what it did was instill like, hey, you belong, like a sense of you belong here. You bring valuable aspects. Again, not diversity for diversity's sake, but like, hey, we are looking for leaders on campus. We're looking for leaders in the future, people who are going to go out and do something. We like we think veterans are a special part of of a group of people who are going to do something like that. And we want to pick out the veterans who want to be leaders on campus, want to continue, you know, giving back um, and just continuing the mission of what you've already been doing. And so that's why, you know, and, and I guess the the posse part is along with that, we're going to put you together with nine other people similar to yourself, maybe with a wide range of different experiences, but they all kind of are aiming at these other things in life, right? They're going to try to be an investment banker or run a nonprofit or, you know, give back in public service, however they're going to go about it. And we're going to put all of you together and help you along the way to just make sure to enhance your experience in college and then also ensure that you're going to make it right. It's nothing more or rather it's not so different uh, from a fire team. Like if your buddy's struggling, you pick them up, right? You like, come on. Right. You might you might say it differently, but um, you're going to encourage them <laughs> to to like continue, like, let's go. Right. And and so it's a similar thing here, whether you're having trouble with homework, it's like, OK, I'll help you out with the resources. I'm not going to do it for you, 
but I'm here if you're struggling like mentally, um, you know, different people have lots of different things go on in life, right? People's lives still continue. The, that group of people is there to in, like ensure that you don't just kind of fall off the bandwagon. And, you know, colleges are big institutions. You can kind of get lost in the, the monstrosity of it, right? And so that posse is there to ensure that that doesn't happen. Well, and I, I love that idea. Um, and that I, I almost look at it as like, oh my gosh, this could also be a, a real negative, right? Because Rangers with our personalities, we, we are, although we may sometimes be outgoing, we have that little bit of judgment, a little bit of introvertedness. Um, and if you wouldn't click with that posse right away, that could be an issue, but don't they have a, isn't there kind of like a storm and Norman Foreman time with, 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 with a posse <laughs> group before, either before you get on campus or as you're on campus? Yeah, definitely. That was, that was, um, it was important to like, I think the most important thing we spent three, uh, well, I'm sorry. We spent a month, a month and a half in New York together, uh, as a group. And it's not just like doing the kind of more corporate, uh, like, you know, check the boxes stuff. Like we have to talk about education. We're going to practice writing. We're going to do these assignments and get you ready for college. It's a lot of the stuff outside of the formalized time, right? So we're going out just like we would if we were all in the military after work, we're just going out and hanging out. Right. You, because it's like, well, we don't have anything else to do. So we might as well hang out. Right. Because I'm not from New York city. Um, we're staying in this hotel room. We might as well hang out. And that's what, you know, ends up happening. You start making friends and you start bonding with the people and understanding who they are and where they're coming from. Again, not everyone is a ranger. Not everyone's like, you know, like go after and get it. But I do think that the, if you're going into higher education anyway, you are like you are probably interested in other people's stories, right? And you understand you you might meet an international student who has a very different experience than you, but it's not worth less, right? Or it's not worth hearing. Um, and you're probably more open to that. Maybe you've been overseas and you've talked to people, or it's just like it's not so different than what we've already done. I mean, you don't have a gun, but you you have books, right? <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I love it. So tell me, yeah. tell me then, Mr. Two-time college, uh, <laughs> not, what, what do you say? You failed out, not drop out, but fail out, which, which yeah. is impressive, which is impressive. Thank you. But then, I mean, it, it, well, and then you matriculate over the years, right, to, to Dartmouth, um, which is an, I mean, talk about a rigorous institution. What was it either, in, in, was it the maturity what was it help a posse kind of getting you straight? What 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 was that dynamic um that, that made you ready? What made me ready? I would say I was ready through so again that that month and a half, I think really did help. I didn't I'm not saying I liked it all the time, right? I'm not not gonna sit here and pretend like every I always wanted to talk about, you know, like issues that are going on in campus or like what you like, what should you say? What shouldn't you say? Right. Like, again, some of the stuff that Rangers wouldn't necessarily like, it's so like, who cares? Like, I just let, let's go. I'm ready to go I'm here <laughs> to do school. Right. I'm here to study engineering and that's it. But things, it matters because again, what it is to be a leader, I think on campus, what it is to be like, by the virtue of being a veteran, especially a ranger, I'm not, I can't explain how much deference was given to me in terms of like leadership, um, 
things on, uh, on, on campus where it's like people almost defer to you. Like, of course you're going to run for president, right? Like the, like, come on, like you need to, they expect you one, because you're older, but then two, because they just, the college kids, even though they have a different set of experiences that are also valuable, it's just, they're like, oh, you must know what you're talking about. You must, we, we trust you. Right. And so going through those events and going through those, like talking about that type of stuff, talking about how do you communicate with a different group of people who have a slightly different language, you know, academia writ large has a slightly different language. How do I translate my army talk to something appropriate for um, a college environment? That doesn't mean you have to change. You don't, doesn't mean you have to be fake. But there is a certain way, just like there's a certain way to talk in the army, right? If you want to get a message across, it's just a, it's just code switching in a sense. And that's what, what we learned along with the actual skills that you will need. Even if you're a math major, even if you are a, um, an engineering major, you need to learn how to write, right? We've, we've already seen that the kind of the days of j just being a tech person and, and not needing to write are kind of over. You still need to learn how to communicate efficiently right? And effectively, um, whether you, again, whether you're doing tech, math, again, what I think the organization is looking for are people who also want to be leaders in their community, um, in public service or in, in a private corporation. And to do that, you do need to learn how to read, write and communicate. And I think the program just kind of helps shape you. It helps mold you to a more like fuller version of yourself. It just brings out different aspects allows you to highlight that military along with highlighting other portions of you because we're not just our service. It's an important part, right? But we also uh, perhaps have other things about us that we want to be able to express and talk about. All right, Brad. So I got one for you. I mean, we were going to kind of do a little bit of deep dive back into your military experience. And I, I say, no, I don't want to do that. I don't do that. Because I, I like the way that this is going in, in, in terms of you're really hitting on the crux of not just posse, but we can see it in yourself. So let's assume away future um, career success. So and what pays the mortgage and what you do and try all that successful. What type of impact outside of that or, or did, where most of your impact come from your work? What kind of impact do you kind of want to have on your community? I mean, let's say the world, but like what, what, do you, what, what is that type of legacy? Because I can tell you you got that a little bit. You're, you're trying to d develop that now if it's not fully defined. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, definitely. What I'm trying to do, so like the, you know, depending on what's going on, I have more or less time. But one of the things that I've made um, a very um, a deliberate effort to do is like my LinkedIn, sometimes it's like sometimes busy, sometimes not. I'm sure you understand sure. Uh, depending on what's going on. And I get more or less messages at times. And what I've always done is I've always told myself, anytime a veteran wants to connect with me, I will, you know, whether they're interested in law school or undergraduate or um, just like, oh, I want to be a ranger. I will always connect with them and, and give them like at least 30 minutes. Right. I've so and like doing that, I've had like at least five mentees that have taken the, I've helped them. I used to tutor, L, tutor the LSAT. So it's like I tutored veterans for like very low cost or for free. Um, I've gave them, like I've looked over their application materials. We've done multiple revisions, a lot of revisions on essays. Um, 
admissions advice, it's like, I will always try to give back as much as I can because the answers, you know, they're not always out there and it's not always easy to believe that like, oh, I can do like, oh no, Brad, your story is just, it's so unique that that's not me. And the same things aren't going to happen. You're a unicorn. And it's like, well, I'm not. The story doesn't tell itself. You just have to work towards that. You have to develop it. You have to create it. And I'm going to help you do that. And so ultimately what I think I want that to look like is either a pro bono practice where I'm doing a lot more veteran work and again, in an institutional fashion where it's like, well, now I have a lot of dollars behind me, right? From this organization. And now I can do even more mm-hmm. um, or just create my own thing where again, it's like, maybe I have a couple people and we're able to just, you know, do stuff like this where it's like you, you have a platform and a voice and you're just, even if nobody watches or if a lot of people watch, at least it's out there so that people have access to that information. I think that's just a universal good. And there's not enough veterans. What I'll always say is um, I went to this, this other program for veterans and Olympic athletes. And one of the things I saw is that there aren't enough like army guys, like infantry guys, you know, or, or women there. There's not enough like combat arms there. There aren't enough people people like Rangers, there are a lot of like high performing people, pilots and and things like that. But you know, the more kind of grunt stuff, it's just like, they're not there. And it's like, it's not because they're not smart. You not know, at all. it's not at all. So it's like, they can think on the fly. Like I've seen it myself. So it's like, no, why aren't these people like this going to these things and taking advantage? Why aren't they start, you know, why is it always officers at Harvard Law School? Like, why aren't there more enlisted people? Like, why aren't there more? And so it's like, well, I want to make that happen as much as possible because there should be. There's no reason it should just be filled with officers. I love it, Brad. And I, I think what you hit on, what I hear uh, through what I do and kind of the, the mission of that Ranger for Life is your service and uniform ends, but living the Ranger creed, continuing to serve and that army value that you have to, you know, memorize and you're told that it's important. If that becomes part of who we are, we impact other people. It's just a virtuous cycle. Um, so I, I thank you for your time, Brad. I know, I know your time is valuable. I'm probably still decompressing over last night. And we're so happy for you and the success that you're having and the work that you do with veterans. And that's why you were brought on, right? That's why you were recommended by the Posse Foundation. Like, oh, we've got somebody you can talk to. <laughs> so I do want to take a moment before, before we sign off with you. And so once again, just to go over the website, if you go to PosseFoundation.org, right, you can see the, the totality of the program and all all the all the offerings but you specifically need to look on um who they're recruiting and recruiting students backslash veteran nominations where you'll get a deeper background on the schools available specifically for veterans as well as programming so with that brad thank you so much for taking your time today very much uh appreciate what you're doing Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. All right, brother. Have a great Easter weekend to you. He he is risen indeed. And for the group, we want to remind you, unlike Brad, we don't want you to have to build your own spreadsheet of everything that's available. We have developed an eight-week transition course that provides a holistic look at your transition. Everything from spiritual, social, occupational, wellness, all in one 
built for you. If you want to invest in yourself, this is the course for you. And you can sign up at rangerforlife.com backslash transition 100% free course. And we are super excited for Atlanta Braves Hall of Famer, Daryl Murphy, to come to Columbus, Georgia, the home of the Rangers, for our first annual Ranger Outreach Center benefit for this facility, for the programs, for Rangers, for veterans, and active duty in the Chattahoochee Valley. We hope to see you here. Thank you for listening to a Morley podcast. And like my dad always said, leave it better than you found it. We hope you enjoyed a Morley podcast with Tony May, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.